Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Someone's getting out of the bubble key, but someone's leaving with the Larry O'Brien trophy. It all starts on ABC Wednesday night. You'll hear every game of the finals on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. J. Will, of course, will be all over it. Pre-game countdown, halftime, you name it. He's all over the finals. He'll join us in one minute here on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. If there is a game seven, it would be October 13th. I want to quickly mention one story just in one minute before we get to Jay about an amazing story that Chris Haynes, our old colleague at ESPN and now works for Yahoo Sports, penned over the weekend. Tremendous story. He essentially said when LeBron joined the Los Angeles Lakers, he got a text from Kobe Bryant. And Kobe said, listen, man, um, let's get together for dinner. I'll tell you what, give you the lay of the land of Los Angeles, what all this is all about. I'm not going to talk basketball with you, but this is a unique place and I've been there, done that, and you're going to go there and do that. And uh, because both guys are obviously super busy, Kobe in the second act of his life as a you know director and doing all the stuff with his Mamba Academy and LeBron still playing, uh, they never got together. And LeBron did say over the weekend that that was one of the big regrets uh, that he had, that it was on the books. We're going we're gonna to text each other. We're going to get together. How about you sitting at a restaurant and those two guys sitting next to you? They roll in and sit. They probably get a back room. But uh, LeBron did say that was a really big regret key that that wasn't able to happen. But if he could win one in the year in which Kobe passed, uh, maybe there's something there. No, it, it, it is. And, and that's the thing when Brian Windhorst was on with us and we talked about his legacy. And I understand winning one for Cleveland and, and it's never happened and He's the, the, the prodigal son of Cleveland, Ohio area, and he goes back, and it's a whole storybook. I get it. But, and Brian said winning the 17th for L.A. is not the same. I disagree with him because there's so much that surrounds the 17th championship mm. to the point where you've got to be in L.A. on the boots on the ground to really understand what it would be like for LeBron James to come to Los Angeles mm-hmm. where it's a Kobe Bryant, a Shaquille O'Neal, a Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Jerry West, a Magic Johnson, James Worthy, to align yourself with that mm-hmm. and to take them it, from two years ago where basically the Lakers were a mat on the ground. People just basically walked over us yep. to the point to where we are now and for him to be able to do it, given the fact that everything that is going on in our country today, and for him to be able to put that on his shoulders and do it, mm-hmm. and the expectations from the L.A. fan base, which is global. It's not the Cleveland Cavs fan base. We're talking L.A. Lakers global fan base. To be able to do that and the expectations, because if he, if he doesn't do it in Cleveland, like, okay, well, he didn't win. He tried. Yay. If he does it in L.A., wow. But if he doesn't do it in L.A., it's like, ah, see? So it's, a, it's, it's way different. No question about it. We'll see what happens starting Wednesday night. Let's head to the Shell Pennzoil performance line. Let's bring in Jay Will. Had his eyes all over the heat and the Celtics. I'm sure we'll talk about Miami here uh, in just a second. Jay Will, good morning. Welcome to your own show. It's great to have you here. We'll As a guest. Here. We'll see you here in person tomorrow. Uh, what are your first blush thoughts? You won't be Zubin, a guest tomorrow. Zubin, don't, don't. Zubin, do not, do not buy into how Keyshawn's going to bait you into to joking with me about this whole thing. That's not who you are, Zubin. Don't buy into it, all right? So what are your first blush thoughts on the NBA Finals being set? Lakers heat, you'll be all over it starting Wednesday night. You know, just to add on to your point that you guys are talking to uh, about LeBron, it's crazy. He's actually in year 18 right now. 
He's in year 18. Um, now, you can say he had time off from the injury he had uh, last year, which held him out of the playoffs to then this time in between the bubble. But, you know, just to add on one piece of information uh, to all the things that Key just outlined about how challenging it is, I think about where he is at this juncture of his career, how he's playing. For him to have a triple-double last night, um, two nights ago, leading into the NBA Finals, and that, that epic picture of him sitting on the floor while there's confetti coming down, you know, teammates are celebrating, and it should be in a celebratory mood. But just goes to show you that same kind of, and it's interesting, Key, like Kobe never was satisfied. It never felt like Kobe was satisfied. Even at that next stage of his life, you, you saw him want to be a better father, want to be a better husband. Like that mindset translated to everything he did. And watching LeBron James sit on the floor after they win the Western Conference Finals, regardless of however it happened, right? Bubble, non-bubble, who, he doesn't care. It was a mission that was unaccomplished. Like there's still so much more for LeBron James left to do that as a fan of him, as a fan of the way he plays, and also a fan of Kobe Bryant, you're, you're seeing a, a messing of these worlds collide. And you're seeing LeBron take that next step into a stratosphere of his career that kind of takes on more of that Mamba mentality torch. He's already had it. I think you're seeing a different level of it right now for the weight that he's had to carry, and it's incredible to watch. No, it, it is, and you can certainly... Uh, as you watch the game, much like I did, you can certainly see in that late fourth quarter, about seven minutes plus to go, he was not about to allow his mm-hmm. teammates to trick off him appearing with the Lakers in the NBA final. Uh, Jay, what do you take away from the Miami Heat being the team coming out of the East when it was so much praise that the Boston Celtics would be the team that would come out of the East? Well, I said this uh, the other night, NBA Countdown, the Miami Heat have the dog that the Boston Celtics were trying to find, and his name was Scrappy, right? Uh, There's no doubt that the Boston Celtics team is the more offensively talented team. But first off, Eric Spolster outcoached Brad Stevens. They, they, They took 46 threes last night, Key. Like, that, that's why you play a zone. Let me lure you in. Let me bait you into shooting threes instead of them, like we saw the game prior, where they attacked the rim. They were getting to the free throw line. Jason Tatum looked like a star. Watching the game last night, it was like a team that was content with just taking outside jumpers. So, look, are, are they the more talented team on paper? No. But they're the team that is better blended together as a unit. Now, the interesting thing to see what's going to happen in this matchup with the Lakers is, you know, Bam is going to guard A.D., Key, you and I have talked about this. What player are we going to see ADB? The guy that decides to be, you know, dominant on the block or a guy that wants to float on the perimeter. Sometimes if Miami plays zone, that can force AD to be in the perimeter. And then we get a chance to see a dog of the dog matchup when Jimmy Butler goes against LeBron James. And here's what I say about Miami Heat. I still think the Lakers win in six, um, but this is going to be a really big defensive challenge for the Lakers. Because the way Miami moves without the ball, like they never stop running. It's like the Duracell battery. 
Like they never stop moving all the time, 24-7. So Danny Green, Kentavious Caldwell-Pope, Alex Caruso, Rajon Rondo, like all these guys are going to be important because the way they defend Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero, Jay Crowder, you know, Andre Godala, who had 14 points last night, that's going to be imperative to how this team plays because they win by their collective unit, not by having a star like Jimmy Butler step up every single night. Hey, Jay, what do you make of that young core that the Miami Heat has put together? They've obviously grown before our eyes in the bubble, in particular in the playoffs? Key, you know, covering college basketball for so long before I started doing NBA, man, like Duncan Robinson came from a D3 school, right? D3, man. Uh, if you were to watch him play at Michigan Key, if you and I were sitting back on a Saturday watching college basketball, you'd be like, okay, he's all right. He's okay. Like He, he may go make money overseas. I would have never thought he was going to be a starter, a starter in the NBA. And his skill set is that he does always move. Tyler Hero, like now all these videos are resurfacing of him doing this thing. And I know Paul Pierce said he's not a bucket until he averages 20 points per game throughout the regular season. But still, like he has that energy. Like this whole team takes on the leadership that they get from Jimmy Butler. And now the question I ask is everybody kept asking, what's wrong with Jimmy Butler? Now I'm asking, what's wrong with everybody else? Because now I see when he leads his team with the culture that he wants to build with Pat Riley, it's different. And, Key, you brought this point. I think you should tell you should tell all of our viewers the story that you told because me being a basketball guy, I didn't bring it up. You brought it up. Tell the story you told me about extra motivation for the Miami Heat and Pat Riley, considering that Pat Riley and Eric Sposter are playing against a guy that they helped win a, a world championship to. Tell people that story that you said. Well, if you was listening to your own show this morning instead of sleeping – I told that story I was earlier. Not, I wasn't on it. I wasn't listening to it, Keith. I was not listening. <laughs> no, it's just it, the conversation <laughs> and thought, the, the, the mindset of LeBron James winning two championships in Miami, going back to Cleveland, but now he has an exit strategy to get back into free agency, and Pat Riley wanted to come and get him. So Pat flew to Las Vegas to sit down and talk to LeBron and his crew, uh, or as Pat Riley, as, as Phil Jackson would say, posse, um, oh and, and, and try and, and, you know, court him again to get him to come back and be a part of the Miami Heat for a second time, and he declined to do that. And so Pat goes back to Miami, and he has a plan in place to tackle free agency a year later and goes and gets Jimmy Butler and puts some guys around him, the Tyler Heroes and the Duncan Robinsons and, and, and Bam, and say, okay, we're going to make a strong run at the East, because I got a coach in Eric Spolster that I think could get it done. Now, all of a sudden, that motivation to win one for us and Pat and, and everybody else involved in the organization, because we basically got backslapped by LeBron James. And that is something that, from a storyline standpoint, is good for you, Z, when you're back on SportsCenter. No question about it. Think about this. Bam Adebayo was the runner-up for the most improved player of the year. Right now, he's had a virtuoso offensive performance, and he had one of the best, according to Magic Johnson, maybe the best defensive play in the history of the NBA playoffs. Yes, the LeBron chase down block, but that was a moment where you think about where it was. He's just talking about in the bubble for a singular play, that one-finger block that he had. Bam has been great defensively and offensively, according to Magic himself. And then the fact that Tyler Hero was a second-team all rookie. Are you telling me there are five? I got Morant. I got Zion. I, even Kendrick Nunn, a guy on the Miami Heat, Jay himself. But think about that. Bam's emergence and Hero being second team all rookie. 
And even it's like, look, we get a chance to work together and we all kick it all the time. And I know I only played one year in the league. And I know Keyshawn had a long-standing career. The one thing I think that we all can share in common, exactly like when our show came out, everybody kept saying, these guys aren't going to work. They're not going to know what it's going to be like. It's not going to like, okay, cool. Thank you. Thank you. And the one thing that we always remember as competitive athletes is that, look, I might forgive, but I never forget. I don't forget. That serves my motivation each and every day. And this is a trickle-down effect that you're seeing from leadership from Pat Riley. Pat Riley may have forgiven LeBron James, but Pat Riley did not forget Key flying all the way out to Vegas with his first lieutenant, having an easel there to pitch what they were going to do, sitting in a room with LeBron James, Maverick Carter wasn't there, Rich Paul was there, uh, Randy was there, his crew. And while they were trying to talk about what the plan was moving forward, they were watching the World Cup. And Pat Riley asked them actually to mute the TV because they felt like they were being somewhat disrespected to a degree. To being on a plane a couple hours later to Rich Paul calling Pat Riley and handing LeBron James the phone and LeBron telling him, thank you, I appreciate it, but I'm moving on. Pat Riley, like the maestro, the maestro, he, he remembers that. So there is extra, extra added on motivation for this franchise, for everything they put through with Jimmy Butler to play the Los Angeles Lakers as hard as possible to spoil this party for LeBron James. Well, Trust and believe that. Well, I That's know the one, world we live in. Hey, Jace, Jason, I know one thing that you're going to forget is Danny Dimes' performance yesterday. You're going to forget that, huh? I, I didn't come here to talk about New York football. You know, um, I don't want to talk about New York football key until we get into the 2021-2022 season. Right now, the Jets and us, we, we're, we're flipping the coin to see who gets Trevor Lawrence. That's all. That's all. I, I, I don't even want Trevor Lawrence. I want Justin Fields. I don't want to talk about our defense. I don't want to talk. About, I'm not calling him Danny Dimes anymore. You got me on this kick. I'm just calling him Daniel. I'm not calling him by his last name. His name is just Daniel from now on. I'm calling him Daniel, and I'm calling him Sam. Sam and Daniel. That's it. We'll talk about them 2021-2022 season. All right. Jay, uh, Key posited something this morning that uh, – I, I know you're fired up already talking Giants, Jets, so let's see if we can take you to the next level. Key said there's the possibility that both teams could go a combined 0-32. What do you think about that? I think about that the same way I think about my hairline. I don't like it. I don't want to witness it. I'm done talking about it. That's it. Next subject, Zubin. I don't want to talk about Owen it. 32. I don't. Great, Keyshawn. Keep projecting. Keep, you can say whatever you want, Keyshawn. You're right. <laughs> I want to go back to the NBA because there is one other player that really has a ton on the line. Uh, Brian Windhorse is with us this morning, our NBA insider, and said LeBron's legacy is secure. I don't think most people agree with that because of the world in which we live and what's in front of him. But what is on the line here. Let's say the Keat win in four, five, six, or seven. Just whatever scenario you Zubin, want. I'm sorry. Zubin, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Zubin. Keat, who the hell is even playing for... They're, they're not even... They're the 39ers. Who's even playing? <laughs> the 39ers? The 39ers? We can't beat the 39ers? I, I said we that... We can't beat the 39ers? They were I, said, like I, I said that this morning. I don't even... They, they couldn't fill the 53-man roster, and they went out there and took care of business against your Giants and the Jets the week before. 
I will say they are missing about 10 players. Sorry. So you're right. The 39ers Sorry. actually seems about right, right? They've, got, they've lost enough dudes. Mm-hmm. Uh, real quick, just to get you mm-hmm. in a better mood because it's the morning and part of our deal here is to have a little fun. So I'm going to try to turn you here a little bit. Uh, on, a, on a brighter side, heat win, four, five, six, seven. At least we're not the Falcons. That's how I look at it. <laughs> it's not much That's, worse. I guess. Um, what does this mean for Jimmy Butler? Jimmy Butler, what's on the line for him? Legacy, Zubin. I mean, <laughs> you know, when there's certain people that live in the mud, right, their expectations are so low. Um, all this is gravy for Jimmy Butler. Of course he wants to win the world championship. Of course he does. But, like, who, who was talking about the Miami Heat at the beginning of the year? Who was talking about them? Nobody. Nobody. I mean, there was no big press conference. There was no, hey, we're going to win three, maybe four, maybe five, maybe six. There was no, hey, I'm going to bring another top 10 player in with me. Hey, I'm going to bring Paul George on with me. I'm going to leave Toronto. I'm going to L.A., free agency, all these big moves. It was just like, okay, like, you know, maybe the Miami Heat will be good in a couple years, young core. I, I don't think a lot, other than Miami Heat fans, Right, other than my nephew, who is a diehard Miami Heat fan, Leonidas, who had them to win the whole thing. Like nobody realistically had the Miami Heat in the NBA Finals. But once again, like I said, this team lives in the mud. Like Jimmy Butler just wants to beat your head in each and every day. He's not trying to take 40 shots a night. He's not the guy. Like he wanted a better lifestyle and wanted to be in an environment that was conducive to him being a leader. And Pat Riley gave that to him. So for this team, I'm not going to say they don't need to finish the mission because they're always looking to finish the mission. But Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy Butler's legacy, I think, is already set. Now, if he wins a world championship, I'm telling you, if they're able to beat LeBron James and Anthony, Di- Anthony Davis, I mean, they are the slayer of all slayers. I mean, they are, that's David versus Goliath. We're watching David versus Goliath right now. So like I said, I sat there and you build up the Miami Heat all you want. Like some people are like, all right, let me talk about Jimmy Butler. Let me talk about Duncan Robinson. And then I'll say all that. And I'm like, I got the Lakers in five. I got the Lakers in six. I don't think anybody expects them to beat the Lakers. But if they do, if they do, though, Key, that would be colossal. It's so funny. It's it's so funny about you asking the question about Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler is sort of kind of like a mini version of a LeBron. Every place that he's left, they've gotten worse. And then he goes to Miami, mm. and they go to the championship. Right. LeBron leaves Cleveland worse. Right. Goes to Miami, they win a championship. He leaves not so good. Goes to Cleveland, win a championship. He leaves not so good. Comes to L.A., we're like, free tickets. And then all of a sudden, the tickets are $20,000 a seat when he arrives. It's, it's, it's mine by a mini version, which is not a bad thing. Key, I wanted to ask you this, though, Key. Do you... Watching AD play, do you feel that when it is time for Bron to leave, that AD could be that alpha and lead the Lakers organization? Why are you gonna do me like that though? Like you, you. you I'm just asking. You trying to have people come at me now? I'm asking. <laughs> um, no, I, 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 I know. I, I think that AD is going to have to get somebody equal to his talent or slightly above to continue to move things forward for the Lakers. That's that's just what I think. Because of his style of play and, you know, whether he's a four or the five, you got to have that 
guard, that two, three type guy with you to get to the championships. Like you got to have a Kevin Durant type. You just, but although Miami is showing us something a little different and, and that's because of the coach and because of the conference, in my opinion, that they're able to play the way that they're playing. But to answer your question, I don't think it, when LeBron retires three, four, five years from now that he can continue it by himself. He's going to have to find somebody. He's going to have to. Much like Key, Giannis, all, same thing. All I'm saying, Key, agreed. All, all I'm going to say is we don't know how special LeBron James is until he'll be gone. No, I know how People special he is. People will recognize that <laughs> – he, that cat, he makes the game exponentially easier for everybody, for everybody. And I would ask everybody, if LeBron James weren't on the court, like, I don't know if I see the, the Lakers getting out of the first round of the playoffs. No, of course, of course, like, of course, I, I of course, of course not. I don't know if I see not. the Lakers making the playoffs. No, of course. They, they probably would have made know. their playoffs yep. with AD, but not getting out of the first round, they probably wouldn't have got out. of. When, when you go back in that last five, six minutes of the game – like I said, when you first came on, you could tell LeBron was not about to have his teammates trick off that 10th appearance in the finals for him. He was not having that. That's why he – this is the first time as a Laker I've seen him punch it. Like, really. Like, I'm getting ready to go Kobe Bryant ham on this one. Mm-hmm. And that's what he did. There's no doubt about it. We'll talk much more with Jay Hangtight. Last word on LeBron. He'll be the second player to win MVP with the franchise and then face that franchise in the finals later in his career, right? Obviously, going back and facing the Heat. Will Chamberlain won MVP with the Warriors way back in 1959-60, then faced the Warriors in the 1967 NBA Finals as a member of the Sixers. Stats Incredible brought to you by My Computer Career, training for a better life. And if you're a Miami Heat fan, we talked about Tyler Hero and how great he has been. He will be joining the Dan Lebitard Show for a chat this morning at 11.30 a.m. Eastern on many of these ESPN radio affiliates. So if you want to talk to one of the breakout stars in this year's NBA Finals, he'll join Dan at 11.30 Eastern. Jay's not going anywhere. He's going to stick around. We're going to get into football a little bit more, not talk about the Giants. I'm going to get on his bad side here. I'll talk about another team in the division, whether Jay thinks it is time for Jalen Hurts to take over in Philly. Chishon, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. 
With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. And we're back, Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Let's run right back to the Shell Pennzoil performance line. We'll check in with J. Will. There's so many things to talk about, but earlier this morning, we had mentioned we wanted you to hit you up on the uh, Twitter feed that we have Key, J, and Z. We just want your week three MVP through three weeks. Who is it? Everybody kind of seems to agree. It's Russell Wilson. Except Dan Orlovsky. Except Dan Orlovsky was going with Josh Allen. Key made a compelling case for Aaron Rodgers, even though he's putting old number three in the number one spot. So hit us up at Key, J, and Z on Twitter. Boy Wonder 2 just hit us up on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed. He says Aaron Rodgers is right there with him with less weapons. So I guess he's kind of there with key Russell Wilson first, Aaron Rodgers a pace behind. Let's get back to the shell Pennzoil performance line. Jay will is with us here. We're presented by progressive insurance. Okay, Jay. Uh, we said it just a couple of minutes ago. When is it going to be time to see Jalen hurts in Philadelphia? I, I, I was so emotionally hurt yesterday. First off Zubin and key. How do they know? I took the over. Forty six point five. Forty six point five. How how do they know? Twenty three, twenty three, right? Um, it's and I heard you guys talk about this morning, Key, you and Do about fourth and twelve. How do you not go for it? It's just look, two interceptions, one touchdown. You know, and Key, I know that you said he's a guy, that hundred million dollar guy, right? But what we're seeing right now is we're seeing a quarterback that's just it's not in sync. He's not in sync at all. And Dan talked about whether it's positioning of his throws. He just he looks like a shell of himself. And my thing is whether that's Taysom Hill, what you see them doing in New Orleans a little bit to a degree, like it's time. It's time. And Philadelphia fans are letting I mean, the whole Twitter feed I saw throughout that entire game was just like, it's time. It's time. Like they need and Doug Peterson and you talk about an admission of guilt, like I think the quicker you can own a narrative, guys, is the quicker that the fan base will stay on your side that they want to move forward. Now, I'm not saying that he's not the answer, but look what we just saw with Chicago. Now, I'm, I'm not comparing Jalen Hurts to Nick Foles, right? I understand key learning the schemes as a rookie. That takes time. But at the same time, like you need a surge of energy. And for this Philadelphia's team, I don't want to hear any more excuses. Like it comes down to even in overtime, like in overtime, you can't get this done. Like you got outdueled by a rookie quarterback and Joe Burrow. Like at this stage of your career, like that should not happen. There should be extra motivation to win that game. And it's an indictment on Doug Peterson. It's an indictment on Nick Foles. It's time. And key, the fans deserve it. And their team deserves a surge of energy. And I think you can get that from Jalen Hurts. Well, it's look, it's, it's not too late. As crazy as it may sound, Z, Philadelphia is still right in it, Jay. Because of the division, okay? The division. They're still in it. So you want to see where things go with Carson Wentz. Yes, it is about money. In the National Football League, that's why they hold on to guys for so long when they got big contracts and everybody sits around and says, well, won't they get rid of that guy? It's like, well, no, man. Follow the numbers. (laughs) They're not getting rid of him. Follow (laughs) the numbers. He's not going anywhere for the next couple of years. He's not going anywhere. So you might as well just deal with it. But, Key, how long, how long do you have to deal with it? I hear what you're saying. So 
Tell me, if you were Doug Peterson, what would your plan be? How long would you deal with this if it kept compounding? I would, I would have to. I would have to try and figure out something that works from an offensive standpoint because clearly the information that I'm giving him, he's not retaining. I'm obviously not coaching him up the right way because if I was, we wouldn't be in this situation. So maybe my game plan is different. Maybe there is some Taysom Hill type stuff in there. Maybe maybe I do do some of the same things that Baltimore did with Flacco and Lamar Jackson to see if we can get a little bit of a jolt of energy coming out of that. Maybe that is the case because you can't bench him like that. It's just you you can't do it. It's just you're not going to be able to do it because of the finances. Here's the thing that compounds on top of that, right? On on top of the indecisiveness about what we do with Jalen Hurts as opposed to, you know, where we are, the quarterback situation. Like, and I heard you guys talk about this morning too, fourth and 12. Like, how do you, now you're going to play it safe. You're going to play it safe while you're, so you're already indecisive as it comes to your quarterback and what moves you're making there. People are saying that we want to see Jalen Hurts. You're reading all these different media reports where it's DEFCON 1, right? That's happening in Philadelphia. And then you play it safe, safe on 4th and 12th. Just go for it. Like, have some kind of innate desire to say, we're going to get one. We're going to get one. But then you play, it just, that blows my mind. Especially when you already know. Crazy as it may sound, I put a little bit of that on Carson Wentz as well. Because... I, and I don't know mm. this. I'm assuming Carson didn't do it because if they would have done it, if 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 they would have gone for it on fourth and twelve, then I would say Carson had some input. Carson should have gone to Doug Peterson at that time and said, "Yo, I need to. We need to go for this. We need to go for this. You 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 have to become a leader in those situations. Sometimes you have to help a coach out and realize if we lose, we zero three, right? If we win, we won two. It's not big. It's not a big difference. If we punt, we wind up tying it. Not a big difference. And I agree. I don't know if that actually happened, but can I tell you from an observation perspective, why do I believe that Joe Burrow would do that before <laughs> before he would, well, before Carson went to do that? Because he he, he continues to show great leadership. He just shows he whether Man. it was at LSU or whether it's in his first couple games. In the pros, he just looks like a quarterback that would take control of a situation. Z. He just looks like that guy, whether it's, you know, Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson or, or Tom Brady, Cam Newton. You can just see those, Russell Wilson. You can see those guys that take and just say, no, no, we're going to do it this way, coach. Hey, Jay, we got one minute to go. I know you were very hot on Dan Quinn after the onside kick debacle and then blowing a 16-point lead to Trubisky slash Foles. What are your thoughts on him as they get ready for gulp the Green Bay Packers a week from tonight on Monday Night Football? Uh, First team in NFL history to blow back-to-back leads by 15. First team in NFL history to blow back-to-back leads by 15 points. That's it. I know I only got a minute. That's it. It's time. I mean, look at the blunders. Super Bowl a couple years ago, what happened with the Dallas Cowboys, and then what happened with the Chicago Bears. Nick Foles, a backup QB, comes in. Maybe one of the best backups we've ever seen, Key. But still, a backup QB comes in and gets this team a win. I think they were like six and a half minutes when they were down 15. That's it. It's time, Dan.
Yeah, six six. They were down six thirty. I mean, sixteen, but about six thirty to go in the game. Yeah, twenty six ten, and they got the Packers. They'll have to be in the division again next week in the NFC North. And if they couldn't uh, overcome Chicago, who is three and zero? Yes, good luck with that other three and zero team. Jay, looking forward to having you back with us in the studio here in Lower Manhattan tomorrow morning. See you later, Jason. All right, guys. Key, key, make sure you, you keep the lotion on those ankles, okay? I see you on TV, man. Lotion them up. What's wrong with my ankles? What's wrong with you? <laughs> Just say, looking a little ashy this morning. That's all. Man, I'm saying. ain't nothing, boy. So, right, Please, forward, nice we'll try. <laughs> if you're watching this on television, Key, uh, not going with the socks this morning. No, and Jay, <laughs> Jay, some ashy ankles, man. Jay lost his damn mind. <laughs> Still to come. Huge upsets in college football this weekend, sure. And yeah, a kid threw for 623. But all of that overshadowed another performance that no one's talking about. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Subin, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. We were discussing all morning long what in the world is going on with Carson Wentz with the Eagles tying the Bengals yesterday and people calling for Jalen Hurts like Jay Will did in our previous segment. He'll be back with us tomorrow morning. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin. Doug Peterson trying to put out the fire as soon as he could on this story. Asked this morning about pulling Carson Wentz. He said this on uh, WIP, big-time radio station out there in Philadelphia. Quote, no, you don't go there. That's a knee-jerk reaction. And he essentially also followed up with, quote, Carson's our quarterback. We're going to get it fixed. He's going to get it fixed. So for all the people clamoring for Jalen Hurts, for obvious reasons, the guy that's the most important in the decision-making process, he's a former Eagles quarterback himself. Let's just keep that in mind. Uh, Doug Peterson says, absolutely not. Wentz is our guy. Yeah, I mean, he is the guy. The money, like I said, just follow the money trail, man. Next year, year after, you can start having those conversations um, but right now they just paid this dude 16 months ago. Right. They're not hundred million plus. Yeah. They're not going anywhere. They're going to try to fix it. And if they fix it, then it's great. And if they can't fix it two years from now, then he'll be somewhere else. That's the way this works. That's the way it goes. You've always sort of said it. Follow the money. We're presented by progressive insurance. We're on ESPN radio, the app ESPN news. And if you're sitting home, you're in the zoom meeting or you're bored by your zoom meeting, 
Just uh, tell your smart speaker to play ESPN radio. You can hook us up there right in your living room while you're sitting there with the laptop and working. I know a lot of you are working that way these days. Uh, I was asking some of our young guys during the break, uh, in the commercial break with our staff, how old they were. Because I had to gauge and say, are you old enough to remember when Florida State and Miami actually meant something? Yeah. <laughs> because if you watched it on Saturday, you would be like, these two were rivals. These two were great ones. They were great ones. And Miami may be on the way back. Florida State is in an absolute did state they, of did despair. Florida, did Florida State get it right when they hired Norvell? <sighs> did, they, did they get it right or did they just overreact on Willie Taggart? I don't think they overreacted on Willie Taggart because I, I think it was moving backwards with Willie. He didn't get a ton of time. But don't you have to go backwards in order to go forward when the program is such that it's just... I think they look at it and say, seven years ago, we won a national championship. We were in the college football playoff. Jameis won a Heisman. We had an undefeated regular season. Jimbo did a really good job. This job should be autopilot. So the fact that Norvell has had a ton of trouble, the fact that Willie had a lot of trouble, and Willie's tough because Willie Taggart, the coach now um, at USF, he's in a situation where... I think cr- No, not USF. Is it USF? Yeah, no, South he's Florida. At, I thought he was at, it took over for Lane, right? Didn't he take over for Lane? For who? For Lane Kiffin. Where? Florida at, Atlantic? Florida Atlantic. Oh, perhaps you were right. I'm sorry, he was at South Florida. Yeah, he was at South sorry, Florida. Sorry, I was going yeah. back into his history. Sorry, South Florida. Now he's at FAU. Good correction there, Keith. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> no problem. Yes, USF, and then obviously eventually ended up at FAU. He was a Florida State kid. He grew up yeah. wanting to be a Seminole. Yeah. Yeah. You, know, he, uh, you know who his uh, quarterback in front of him was in high school? Tommy Frazier, mm. right? So he was obviously a guy that absolutely positively loved Florida State, the garnet and the gold as they call it. It didn't work out. Look at Miami on the other end, though. Last year, they played Nikosi Perry, Jaron Williams, and Tate Martell. They were embarrassed in their bowl game, barely could score a point. They were as low as low could be. Manny Diaz was their head coach. He came back. He left Temple. He was Temple's head coach for 18 days. Do you remember this? Yeah. And he said, I'm out because I'm going back to Florida. Manny Diaz's father was once the mayor of Miami. And all of this fell into place, and they had a dud. And then they got De'Ara King who's 23 years old, he transferred from Houston. And the reason I want to bring this up, they destroyed Florida State 52-10 over the weekend in a game that used to be great. In that game, De'Ara King looked fantastic. De'Ara King is 23. In the last few months, De'Ara King's father in February died of cancer at 48, Mm. and his mother just overcame breast cancer at 47. And that's a lot to shoulder. Dad dies Mother survives, same illness, but moves ahead. He's 23. He should be out of school. He's switching schools. He's going from Houston to Miami where the expectations are so grand. So with KJ Costello thrown for 623, LSU losing, Alabama rolling, uh, Florida rolling. I just wanted to point this kid out. 23, lost his father, could have lost his mother, but is right there, and Miami is going to be a force to be reckoned with or 12th in the country at the moment. No, they are a good football team, and I had a chance to see him play at Houston. Uh, Obviously, I watched him play this past weekend as well. Um, I I knew a little bit of the the backdrop and the story, but you have to, whenever you you are first, uh, young men are faced with some sort of adversity, to see them pull through and to see them continue to make strides and, and have the support system around them, you know, you're going to get positive views from those sort of things. It's just kind of like uplifting for a young man like that. We are brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. And college football needs it. You know, when Miami joined the ACC, Key, remember they said, it's just a matter of time before they take over. I mean, it's really only them in Florida State. Fact. 
Miami has not won the ACC since they entered the ACC because I don't think anybody saw Clemson coming. So it's a great moment, I think, for a program that's had such great history, getting one over on their rivals. It's going to be a while before they catch Clemson, but college football is better, like you said, with every sport. When the big brands are great, yes. the sport is better. And for the U to be back, it's better for college football. Well, I don't know if they back, but we'll see, right? I mean, we'll see if they're back. I mean, a couple years ago, we said the same thing when Mark Rick was there. Right. It's like, oh, Miami's back, Miami's back. Yeah, not so fast. Just Let's just slow it down a little bit. They look a lot better than they have in the past. Great point. They did start, I think, 10-0 and 0 that year. Then they lost to Pittsburgh. They lost the ACC title game. And then they lost to Wisconsin in their bowl game. So that's a great point by you. Last thing, didn't it feel a little different with the SEC back? Didn't it feel like watching football Saturday was a little different? It was, it was better. It was better. I, I enjoyed watching the SEC. Um, I took some notes of people in the stands not wearing their mask, but that's a whole nother story. Um, but it was, it was fine. I was okay with it. I mean, I knew what Mike Leach and Mississippi State was going to do to LSU. I knew that immediately. If I was a bad man, I would have pushed everything toward Mississippi State. And, and Because when you're not used to seeing that sort of stuff, the SEC coaches should call Chris Peterson, from, from the uh, former uh, UW coach, because he had his way with Washington State in that offense when he was coaching at UW. Hey. They should call him and figure it out. It's early in Seattle. Wait a few minutes if you do it. We'll see you tomorrow morning. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio.